Hi, welcome to the Drones Garage. My name is Jacob Orchard. I'm, I'm Guadalajara. And we're two of the chapter leads for the Microsoft Drones Garage. And so we're here to talk about drones and the community and what we're going to do and how we're going to develop and move forward with developing drones, how do we do drones, photography, racing, all sorts of stuff. And so we have a lot of things we want to start to get going with our channel and our show. And move on from there. So Perfect, yeah. Right. And as uh, Jacob mentioned, we have a lot of fun here in Microsoft uh, Garage, like playing with different platforms and different kind of drone geometries and uh, manufacturers and scenarios. So uh, just to show you a couple of things that we've been doing, we just kick off a couple of meetups. Uh, I think it was like two months ago. About two months ago yeah, we started. Yeah. We started doing things for the community of like fans, drone fans inside Microsoft. We also have other people joining from outside of the company and we just fly, we meet up. What we do basically is uh, we bring local people that is working in different business to talk about like trends, what they are doing, like racing stuff, but also we have people from Microsoft Research yeah. where they are talking about like how you develop your uh, next visualization model, mapping models, how to optimize routes in order to make uh, the use of drones more efficient using of course cloud technology, Microsoft Azure, IoT, HoloLens, VR, like a huge scenario that we have here. And well, something that yeah. we envision when, when, we, when we think about Microsoft Garage is, oh, where are we going to start? Like we have from the builders, we have artists, people that like to- Photography to and, and then the programming, of course, yep. which you love, right? And so different sorts of people, we have different chapter leads. You know, we're just two of the chapter leads, but other chapter leads are more involved in the racing and the FPV and all that stuff that goes with it. So we're just trying to, as a community of garage leaders, we're trying to just grow the community. And, and as part of that, we are, we're trying to develop ways to give back to the people that want to come and get involved with our stuff and say, hey, here's a bunch of stuff you could do with the drones. And what is a drone? And what are they? And how, you know, there's a ton of them on the table here. We'll go through yeah, a little bit of that. But that's, we're, we're just trying to, how do we get more people involved? And what what is involved mean, right? Yeah. And so you're- Totally. Totally, and, and that is something that we are realizing, like from the meetups or just get some time together or share a Slack channel, a Skype channel, chats, it's like we learn a lot from each other because this is based on different skills. So uh, as Jacob mentioned, uh, we are going to be having like based on these things, programming sessions. So if you don't know like where to start, if you want to program drones, we expect to give you there some tools and guidance so you can start with this. All the same thing as what we're going to have uh, for building. Yeah, we're gonna, so we have this awesome kit that was donated to us by the company in Auburn called Quadisteria, which is there. Nice. And this is a racing drone kit that they have that we're going to film a bunch of series here in Channel 9 and show you exactly how to build this thing from the ground up and all the way to flying it. So it's gonna be pretty cool. So that's that's in the list of things we're gonna do. And uh, so it's pretty cool, pretty yeah. awesome kit. A great donation by them. Nice. Yeah, so. And the reality is that we are realizing that people, we came out always with this kind of like assembled drones or drones that really, really takes a long time to get to the point in which you can go flying, you can go break it, and all that kind morning. of things that happens. <laughs> and the reality is there is no like a guidance on that. That is based on experience or that is what at least 
we are uh, living and experiment through uh, our uh, meetups and, and what people tell us. So with that, uh, let me start with this question. Yes. So you want to develop You're the dev, all? I'm not a dev, and you know all <laughs> sorts of stuff that I don't know, and so that's how this garage you thing to, works. Yeah, that's right? a start. Yeah, so. that's how we, how we start. Uh, I cannot never put something like that, but well, <laughs> <laughs> I will try at least. Yes. So, yeah, so in this series, what we are going to be uh, talking in this line of series uh, is basically what you have to know if you want to start developing for drones. And I want to keep this as simple as possible, and was something that I realized because we have different projects going on now is that if you are a software developer and you are not familiar with drone platforms, there are some specific elements that can help you starting. So we put this series where we are going to start first with an intro, like showing you what are the spectrum of platforms that you can use today for development. This is, we're not going to start with like very low level platforms like Pixel or like uh, something that is just to develop directly for drones that you assemble. We selected a, a set of brands that would let you understand the basics and then probably you can go a little bit deeper. And we will, what we can do is yeah. mobile applications. You can do solutions like let's say you want to program for like the onboard, exactly, <laughs> onboard devices like you have in the DJI Matrix or in uh, 3DR Solo or like other platforms too. And what is important is like how you get that data and take it to the cloud and think about scaling that. And then once you get that base, let's get a little bit more creative and think about like mixed reality, VR, how you do gaming. Yeah. We've been even thinking about like, how to start mixing all this programming of these platforms in gaming, racing scenarios, and like honestly is unlimited. Yeah, there's, there's so much you could do. And, and it, they, they range in such great sizes, yeah. like this little tiny, tiny whoop as it's known, and it's a mod from a, a, a fairly Guy started it on the internet, took a blade and ductrix, put a camera yeah. on it, and now people are flying them like crazy. And and, and you compare this little tiny drone to your, yeah, your big Matrice. It's just they yeah. range from crazy different sizes from all sorts of stuff totally. as you go. So totally, cool. totally. And with that, let's take off, as I said. And the first thing is in this part, we are going to be talking about classification. Yeah. And Jacob, in fact, mentioned something very important: is you have different geometries and different sizes and also different kinds. We will talk about fixed wings, vexus, uh, multi-copters, quad-copters, then the, the drone landscape and why we selected these platforms to help you ramping up. Uh, the components, like what are the different pieces that you as a developer needs to consider and uh, how is to develop basic case, emulators, the tools that you have and like just give you some seats so you can go and you can continue working on that. And finally, let's kind of do a little bit of demo of what you can do. Uh, yeah, I'm from Latin America. So <laughs> for me, was, let's go to the jerga for the dummy. This is when I started, oh my God. It was like the people terms. were speaking about like UAVs, like FPV. What is, what is FPV? FPV? Like, oh, wow. So we started like this. And this is some of the things that you, uh, I recommend you to go and search is like starting 
Uh, what is a UIV or a drone or a flying robot? Because that is the things that you will find when you go to any of the uh, portal of the drone platforms or you just go to any open source uh, site that you have many. And then you just get familiar with all these acronyms and all this slang in the uh, drone uh, context or what. And I was talking to you about configuration type. So, Something to consider is uh, you have the lighter of the air. We're not going to be talking about balloons here. Yeah. We just we jump <laughs> to the other side. Um, we will start so fixed wings. So fixed wings is basically a, a small kind of planes that you can basically uh, just bring it to the air. There are like different ways, and you can make it take off, and then you can you can fly again. I want to enforce there is a think of geometry here. So you have to understand that it's not the same to keep in the air one quadcopter or multicopter than a fixed wing and what are like the different considerations. Yeah, and, and with fixed wings and just winged airplanes in general, you need yeah. the landing space and they don't take off and there's some, you know, what do you do when different people go to the same field to fly? Yep. Right? There's some safety stuff like totally. the fixed wing guys need a runway to land, the quadcopter guys they just take off and land anywhere they want, right? Totally. And so there's some 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 give and take, I think, even within the community. Like if you're gonna go to a, a place to fly and there's yeah. both types of aircraft there, you wanna be able to make sure you everybody's communicating well together totally. and get along. Right? Totally. So it's part so of making it better for everybody. Yeah, right? that's absolutely true. And and there are some good things on quadcopters that are better sometimes like in fixed wings like it depends on what you want to do what you want to develop you need more energy power now at these days you have more capacity on a fixed wing than in a quadcopter but that continuous barrier so, so yeah. all what we are going to be talking probably from now and in a month we will have like a lot of changes that's why we want to give you the foundation of things and then you have like all these uh, classifications based on the that what you have to decide is, okay, so what I'm going to do, like what I'm going to be developing, what is my scenario? I'm thinking about agriculture, maybe else like a land, uh, it's better to use a fixed wind, but if you are thinking about mountains, the best thing is probably a quadcopter. So you have to have that considerations uh, in mind. And this is, I was mentioning, this is changing too, too fast. <laughs> this is just the environment, uh, mar the market environment that we have today. And this is just drone manufacturers. We have like sensor companies, people that like you are going to be developing solutions. Maybe you are here at some point, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So with that jumps to the components. Uh, I like to keep it simple. Someone told me that if you give people three things, they will remember. So yeah, let's talk yeah. about three things. So we have, first of all, the ground base, where is the operator. Normally, I will have a controller by my hand. So the controller may or may not have a mobile, um, a mobile phone with uh, like an application in there. You can use tablets, depending on what you prefer. Some of the drones or the platforms make you connect that application through a USB cable to the remote, and we were talking about connections later, and others will just go through Wi-Fi. But the most important part is that the controller will be the one who will control, will control and basically translate all the commands from your application to the drone, and then it will receive back that, and it will perform the translation. 
Again, ground base is this, and then you can have the application that makes your life easier, as we have today in many scenarios. Um, well, in fact, you don't have that when you do free fly or... No, no, the FPVs and the regular RC drones, this is a controller for those, they don't... So just they, they don't plug so into that the... Is, that is the remote for this one, though. That's what you say. This is, a, this is my remote <laughs> for that one and a few of the other ones I have, but it, it doesn't have the... You don't plug it into an iPhone. You don't plug it into anything, and yeah. it doesn't have a bunch of the... There's no autopilot yeah. for it, right? Okay. So everything's controlled by the operator. The operator, and, and it's very important that you have normally, when we talk about FPV, yes, you can think about FPV as the screen of your phone where you can see like the video feed and what the, the camera of the drone is showing, but normally you will get more in there. And we should say FPV, FPV is first person view, yeah. right? So, so yeah, we mentioned that. Like, and so that <laughs> what it translates to is this on this little tiny whoop, um, the camera here, yep. uh, over 5.8 gigahertz, transmits to a set of goggles. The, yep. which those are an example of a set of goggles, or the Fat Sharks, or the other brand ones. Yep. And so, as the pilot, when they're with your transmitter and you're you're receiving the video, you see exactly what the drone the sees from the camera, and it's yeah. a it's a very cool experience. And when you totally. when you put it on people for the first time that haven't seen it, you get this reaction of like, whoa, oh. that's crazy. And I got um, that. Yeah, I so know. you get to see it. And yeah, I know that feeling. And <laughs> in fact, we are going to be talking more about that things, but just want to share like the differences between the different platforms. So that is basically when we talk about like the ground base, then we will talk about effectively the drone itself. And the drone can really, really vary depending on what you want. Like for example, this is from DJI an Inspire one. Uh, we have here a matrix with different capabilities. This is more like a platform from development. Uh, we can have like from Parrot, we can have, yeah, this is a R2.0 that is more for development as it has an SDK, it's open source. In the same line, we have like the mini drones. And honestly, you can have like Phantom or like 3D Solo or like any other lines too. Yeah. And we are not attaching this to any of the platform because what we want is to for you to identify these three pieces that are like common in all the uh, drones um, platform itself. And then we have the centralized services. So if I am commanding today a drone, basically I am commanding, I am interacting with uh, my drone, giving directions, etc. And then my application is able to connect that services to the cloud. And in fact, just to start, the cloud is super important here because in general, like firmware upgrades in a lot of the platforms today are performing through the mobile application. So the different manufacturers will let you know when they have a new firmware. So you just download that through the app. And of course, you always can have the USB. Uh, other thing that you can do is you can get the video from the drone and then you can find a way in which you can stream that to the cloud or you can just capture telemetry data. All these are the things that we're going to be showing you here. Okay? Cool. Yeah. And that's, that's uh, something important. And another point to mention here is that between the controller and the drone, as is like you, you really as a developer, you don't need to go that deep, but just to be aware, you have different links. So you have from one side, you have the data link that would let you pass information around the different sensors that you have in the drones, and you have the video link that basically capture all the video feed of the cameras there. 
Awesome. And well, just to reinforce some <laughs> communication yeah. stuff that, that is very important. <laughs> yeah. Please. Because a lot of the accidents, and we have that. We've had a, we have that accident. The Matrice has a new leg. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, just lost my legs. So, yeah, a lot of the, the frequencies, and, and they're radio controlled. So, 5.8 gigahertz, 2.4 gigahertz, the different channels within those frequencies, they get interference because Wi-Fi systems yeah. are 2.4 gigahertz and 5.8 gigahertz. And so you you have to be aware that certain times you're going to hit interference, and so you want to make sure you kind of check. Like, we we got your Matrice back from yep. DJI after getting it replaced, replaced, and the first few test flights, it didn't the fly word, right, yeah. and we don't know why. So um, so we had to that, figure that out. Right? That, and that is, the connection part is super important. In fact, uh, one of the things that you have to take as a practice is every time that you go outside and flying is to have like a checklist. These guys, even when these platforms are not exactly as an airplane, you need to be safe about how you yeah. fly. So make sure that the different sensors, like for example, this is a GPS. So one of the things that it does is of course captures the uh, satellites. So in your app, you will have that signal itself. The same with the battery level, the same like with all other sensors. Uh, you need to make sure that your drone is calibrated, that like everything works uh, very good there. So that is uh, just the things that you have to consider. And well, just before jumping to show you some of the tools, uh, when I was talking about the components, again, yeah. As a developer and understanding like the full spectrum, these are the things that you have to like be aware of in a drone. So, uh, and, and we ran across this yeah. in, our, in our garage project yeah. of Holoflight, where we had a bunch of developers come and help work on this project that we're, we're doing and we're still developing on now as a sort of a garage project and stuff. And one of the first things people asked you yeah, was, what is a gimbal? What is this? Like, they, they just didn't know. Yep. And so we were like, hey, we should probably step back and at least tell people, like, well, if you've well, never yeah. used a drone and you don't know what a drone is and you've never seen these things for the first time and you're going to develop against them, yep. there's some stuff you should just know, should basic know. components. So, so you have a list here of totally. stuff that you would... Totally. And, and this is very important. It's like this drone has, like, exactly the same base components that we're going to mention. Uh, we will have the same thing in uh, all these, like, uh, FPV drones, but there are some things that are not exactly like the same. For example, I was talking about GPS. You won't have a GPS in an FPV in general at this. Yeah. And uh, of course, you will have like all that variations that you just have to be aware. But once you understand the thing, honestly, you will start to yeah, realize it automatically and learning. But yeah, it's important, like uh, what you have to be aware of. Let's just start with the gimbal. So what is the <laughs> gimbal itself? The gimbal. Yes. So the gimbal is basically where, and, and here, let me go if I don't do a lot of mess. So <laughs> here is, and in purpose, we don't have a camera. And so here is where the camera goes. So something very important is when you plug the camera, you will need to manage some movements because you want to say at some point from your code, hey, turn to this side and take a picture, for example. So. One of the components is basically the gimbal. The majority of the drones, they have it. For example, uh, 3DR uh, by itself use uh, a GoPro, and you can buy the gimbal separately. But just to be aware that that is something that you can program. Of course, the camera. 
where you can like perform operations like take pictures or take videos. Uh, another important thing is the the videos characteristics that you can manage different like qualities and fits like. Uh, when you want to start, stop, that's regular things. I'm not going to enter in a lot of details. GPS, like controlling the GPS signal, the different modes. And that is something that is very interesting. Yeah. And in fact, this I think this remote will let us explain this. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, we have here in the remote, but that is something that you also can review yeah, through like the APIs of the platform itself. There are like different modes where you can, we have here P, A, and F. So what you can do is you can basically fly with a GPS or just do a manual and you manage itself the positioning of uh, the drone. Yeah. Yep. So. Perfect. And GPS signal is super important for, uh, in fact, mapping and positioning. If you want to implement functionalities like go home, what is go home? Maybe you want to explain that. Go home. So so in a lot of DJIs and the other other platforms, when you first fire up your remote and you get your drone on the ground and you're yep. doing all your calibration stuff, you set a home point and that's the point where you take off from yep. traditionally. Uh, and so when you're flying around and you're all done, you can say, click, click, go home or in the app, you can in say go home. Or and programming that. For programming it and the drone will fly back based on the parameters you set for the go home. Yep which you have to be aware of like so it'll go to a certain altitude and fly across that altitude over to the home point and then come down and land yep. so you have to be aware like that's another safety thing because you have to say hey if the trees around you yep. are 50 meters tall you may want to set the go home height to 120 meters so yep. that you don't hit any of them on the way back home and stuff like that so you need to be careful we also have to be careful as we but, did what we did yeah, to exactly. the trees exactly uh, it was slightly under a tree in the battery. Yeah. Uh, when, so right. in, in the DJI product line, they, when the battery gets to a certain level, it initiates a go home command automatically. So your drone gets back to you prior to it running out of battery. Um, and so you got to be aware of like when those things happen and making sure that you understand. And that's all part of the checklist when you start understanding what's happening when you're yep. flying. And so even though you're trying to do some cool stuff, and you're trying to get photos and stuff like that, yeah, you gotta pay attention got to the battery, you gotta pay attention to where you're at. And so when those things initiate um, through some automation, that's part of the defaults, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, right? and, so, and the reality is the majority of these things are programmable. So you can set some limits of threshold, it says that the battery level, I want that when the battery level reaches like 10%, I want the drone to return home, or I can increase that. I can do it today through the app, but you can do that exactly into coding. So that is like a very important yeah, point yeah. To, to know. And honestly, with all the drones, when you start programming, and we're going to show you like how to be safe, because again, really, really security when you drive, the, when you drive yes, these uh, big birds, <laughs> You have to be aware that accidents may happen, so uh, we want to enforce your responsibility on doing that. That's yeah. why you have tools like simulators uh, and other mechanisms that will let you be uh, safe when you test. And well, uh, other, other sensors that you have, you have the accelerometer, you have the gyroscope, and you can capture all that information through the SDK. We were talking about battery level, in fact. Yeah. And battery, battery is a world. <laughs> we can say like we have like so many batteries. Uh, oh, they're so see. different. Like the battery, yeah. the battery on this little tiny thing is 
really super tiny. Yeah, yeah. and, it's and tiny. it lasts also and like it's only five two, minutes, two or three minutes. Two or three minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not a huge battery life within that one because it's so small compared to your battery here. And yeah, the that battery lasts much, more or less like between like 17, 20. And something bigger. that you have to consider always is that whatever you do, you have to make your solution an app aware of the battery's levels so you can, again, perform and achieve what you have to do uh, in your application without running battery battery and without having like any accident itself. Uh, another important thing is, uh, well, and all the batteries are in general lithium. So that is something to, to keep in mind too. Yeah. Uh, I would hear Raspberry Pi because this is the part that I really, <laughs> really like it. Uh, so well, the reason why I bought this platform is because a lot of uh, these companies are starting to have the possibility to extend. So I'm not good at assembling these drones, but I am good maybe playing with the serial port there and putting a Raspberry Pi or putting like a manifold that is a computer where you can run or extend one of the components of this that is the autopilot that in fact I mentioned there as the onboard system. So you basically you have the flight controllers, you have uh, autopilots and you can play with external uh, I will say power so you can enhance functionalities and you can pull like any kind of sensors. Yeah. A lot of scenarios today use the Raspberry Pi or uh, the Edison or other platforms just to uh, plug other sensors like even thermal cameras or like uh, temperature sensors that would let you extend that scenario. And you, and you go crazy, right? Because you, you have lots of people use Raspberry Pis today for all sorts of sensors yeah. and stuff. But just take that Raspberry Pi and now mount it on top of here with the same set of sensors, and you could do all sorts of crazy stuff, like yeah. scanning and all sorts of stuff that people are doing. And so really changing this stuff, and it's evolving really super fast. Like, totally. Not just only in the development side of things, but the racing side. I mean, all of yeah, it, all like the, the photography of side of stuff. It's the, the, the models are growing so fast, and the industry is growing fast, and it's moving quickly yeah, into totally. different things, and everything's getting smaller and smaller and smaller yeah. as we go so that's that's it really and and something important is when you when you see about these things for example uh we talk about communication and today if you have to do agriculture it's so complicated like to go from your app to download the photos or the videos and uh, upload that to the cloud so we are looking in models in which you have to think where are you going to put your processing power? And sometimes, of course, you can do post-processing and send it to the cloud, but sometimes you will need some processing in the drones itself. So how can you maximize and do that? In fact, there are a lot of companies that are already doing like vision algorithms and stuff, and they're very doing cool things. And one of that is, ah, I'm going oh. to show this. We didn't have this activated <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> yes. It actually happened. But it was on. That's why it is like this. Huh? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, we had our accident without this uh, collision avoidance system installed on the. I'm going to there. keep crying about that like she, for long, but so <laughs> it's back and it will be fixed soon. So uh, these are ultrasound sensors. So talking about um, safety and all these mechanisms. So what you want is to fly like in a way in which you can take your drone, go through like forests or mountains and don't be thinking about that, or warehouses like in between boxes. So these basically let you do the object avoidance and uh, 
program this and make sure like the proximity, how to react if it is, play with the GPS or the positioning, so many things. But this is part, in fact, of the components. And as you see, this platform brings some uh, external connectors that you can adapt and you can make yourself. 3D printing is a great asset in this yeah. world. That's yeah. why we have Bob, our <laughs> other lead, that yeah, he plays Bob. with that things. So, but yeah, Perfect. and these these things, you know, especially like like the one guy we know, he has the other Matrice yep. that, that we use. He wants to fly it indoors. Yeah. Right. So indoors, you don't the GPS doesn't work, and so having the collision avoidance system on to help him fly. Help. Yeah. Is, is a pretty important thing for him. Right? Super because important. They're going to do. They're going to do their flying inside. Yep, totally. And some, uh, you touch a very good point because for uh, flying indoors and outdoors is an absolutely different experience. Outdoors, you always will have probably like GPS signal. In indoors, you have to play with something. So, and I ha I like this one that is the para. For example, the para has the possibility that in fact has this, this is a developer platform, but it has the uh, ultrasound sensors or the cameras that uh, are horizontal. So you can basically, are horizontal and vertical, so you can basically do and play with, like be aware of the place in which you are flying, like flying indoors. We normally do a lot of testing with these platforms or like this one that is the Sumo or even, where is the other one? Oh, this one. Oh, here. they are gone. I love this guy. <laughs> so yeah, this is a small platform, very useful, also programmable and very useful for like prototyping and doing like very external, yeah. So they're very doing very cool things inside. So uh, that is what you have to be aware of. Think about like the three components, remember, and then let's double click a little bit in like what you have inside the drone and you will be learning on the fly. So talking about that, let's go to the next one. So we decide to like teach you or giving you these guidances yeah. around like three platforms. And we expect that with that you will have the foundation and will be uh, dangerous enough to go and play with others. So uh, we select Parrot, that is this line where we have the mini drones, and honestly, um, none of these drones are cheap, but yeah. they have a low barrier of entry, and if you want to do serious programming there, you can have a very good experience. Uh, we have DJI that has uh, the Matreas inspired. We also have the Phantoms Phantom. line. Yeah, in fact, you can start programming from the Phantom 3. Uh, mobile applications, you can do mobile applications for Inspire, you can do mobile on board and other things with the matrix. And we also, we don't have it here, but we also have the 3DR solo line where you can do also very good things. I will say 3DR lean more like a development platform too, and you can add things and, and I think it's very, very cool. So let me show you, uh, let me jump yeah, let's here. Let's hear your demo. Yeah. So. <laughs> Something that I was, uh, I was in fact, before going to, to the demo itself, uh, let's go here, talk a little bit about like oh. what you need today if uh, you want to, can we see? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So this is the uh, DJI site. So one of the things, and let me go to the developer portal there. So if you go and today you want to be the de a developer, one of the first thing that you have to do, and this works like in all these platforms, you have to register yourself as a developer. I remember when uh, I used to do like mobile applications, this is kind of the store 
where you have to register yourself. You don't have to pay anything at this point in any of the platforms, but you have to give them the data because after like, uh, where are your like email and information? So after that, what it will happen is, and let me see if I go to my, yeah, so I'm going to go to my user center in this case. Let me, little bit. So you have to register your apps. So let's say I'm going to create an app and I have to define if I'm going to use the mobile SDK, onboard SDK, or what SDK? Well, why would you choose one versus the other? That's a good question. <laughs> First of all, mobile SDK. So the mobile SDK will let me communicate with any drone platform starting in, in the case of DJI, is starting the Phantom 3, Phantom 4, Inspire, and Amatrice. And basically, yeah. it's developer, if you are a it's iOS or Android developer, and you want to do your mobile application. And they have a lot. In fact, today, if some of you have a, have a, a, a DJI drone, you will get the DJI uh, Go app. So that is based on the mobile SDK. So you can extend that. You can you do like mission planning. What is mission planning? Is telling the drone where to go, which endpoints, and basically where uh, what is the surface that needs to cover. So that is the mobile okay. SDK. The other option is onboard SDK. Onboard SDK is when, as I was mentioning before, you can extend uh, the drone itself. You can use. Let's see if you can see here now. Let's see. So you have here some oh. ports where oh, you can yeah. just go serial. They are your T. You just plug and you basically uh, can program your own solutions in that world. The way so you can you use the can you use the onboard SDK if you add more sensors to it that go yep. into that zero point and then you extend the sensors to that let the onboard system do it. Totally. It, is that in, and that's in lieu of doing like attaching a Raspberry Pi and just doing those sensors yeah. on the Raspberry yeah. Pi. Yeah, so. they have in fact they have in the side some characteristics that any board that you put in there have to uh, accomplish, but in general, that is how it works. Okay. And at, at one point, DJI, um, and I don't know if they are still having that for selling, but they used to have a computer on board that was like the easy way of connecting with the platform, but they also have these other options as well. Okay. Yeah. And then there is one SDK that is not here, and you probably don't need to register for that your application, that is uh, the guidance one. Oh, so okay. you have to do like the object avoidance programming because you can program that. You can you have to download the SDK itself. So that is something that you have to be aware. Of. Then you put like the the name itself. You put the category uh, that you want for for your uh, application, and then a small description. So what you will get when you create that, let's say, perhaps let's go to the yeah import demo. In fact, this is the mobile SDK. And something that you get, as uh, you probably will see here, you will get the app key. This app key is very, very important because it's what you are going to use in your application to identify that that is you and that is your app is registered. At this point, again, no charge for that. But uh, that is how this works. And also, like 3DR with uh, drone kit works exactly the same. And we will see something around that, too. So that is basically what you have if you want to do uh, an application. And another important thing is uh, they have a GitHub repository where you have, like, from all the SDKs, you have a lot of samples that you can go download and take a look at how this is uh, basically implemented. And you will see that 
all these sensors, components, etc., that we were talking about, they are going to be in the code. And once you understand, again, the physical part of this, you will be able to understand the code if you are an iOS programmer, for example. And, uh, and you have like the information around all the SDKs. Something very important is all is something that you download is uh, open source today. You can do a pull request, whatever, but they keep on a stable version. So because again, these, you cannot go and play with this all the time. So you have to be aware about the code that you put in there. Okay. That is uh, in very, very important. And uh, something that I wanted to show is, so we're in Seattle. We're right. entering the, uh, the winter rainy time. The season started. Jeez, don't tell me about <laughs> that. Okay. So we, we were talking with him. Oh, my God. We have to, get to start doing some games. <laughs> or, well, at least we can have, like, an emulator. And I think that to learn, again, one of the, the cool things, jokes apart, is that you can have this emulator. In fact, I have my uh, Inspire turn on because something that I'm going to do is just with the controller, uh, I can download this emulator and it will download the drivers. It works very good in Windows and you also can work, make it work on Mac. And basically, you just set some parameters as the, in the emulator itself. Uh, you can configure some things. I will configure uh, show logs, etc. We set save black. Show log window, it should pop up. Okay, I will set display emulator. And something that I will have here, I don't know why we're not seeing the clear log window. Let me see if we can have it again. Show log window. Okay, let me just, oh, oh here it goes. It was <laughs> it there. Okay, let me just reset and go back again. Because this is very important. In fact, we were talking before recording is that uh, when you program to understand the, the different protocols and the commands that happens in each of the actions is very important. So let's go show log window again. That is somewhere. Perfect. That's the path. Display window. Display simulator. Here we go. So this is your simulator. Let me clear the window log. And I will set start simulator. Here we go. So first of all, you will have this window that you can see the here, this is not something that I programmed or anything. This is something that you can get from DGI. So first thing is you connect your uh, drone. It can be, again, Inspire, Phantoms, or it can be the Matrix. They have a, um, a USB cable. You just connect to the drone itself, to your computer that is running this. So I started the emulator. And here in the log thing, I'm going to be seeing like all the commands, protocols right. that they interchange, like that the packages. And on the other side, I'm going to be uh, logging some actions and see this. Again, Jerga or Slang <laughs> here, you have like all the things. Like maybe you want to explain like what is Roll Pitch and Joe, just to test you. Roll Pitch and yeah, so, so it's the, the way that the, the copter will go. So um, Roll is left and right yep. to the pitch is how much forward and back it goes and yep. yaw is how much the copter will spin around so Fantastic. and then the throttle of course is how much how much power you're giving each of the the motors to, to go and yep. so those things all translate into telemetry yep. that, that you want as far as the developer goes and so this this also gives you an ability to if you don't know what mm -hmm. what the command is for your SDK, yep. and you're just and you're looking to try to figure out like I don't know how to do this, but I know 
how to do it with the controller yep. or you know how to do it with the app. You just go here. You're just going to go here and you're going to run it and you'll be able to see in the logs what, totally. the, what the SDK is doing. Right? Totally, totally, totally. And that is very, very important because it will teach you. That is the goal of all this. So yeah. here, for example, I will have the speeds. Yeah, so I have the victory vectors, latitude, longitude, and like the coordinates itself. So let's take let's off. Let's take off, right? So you see there, I'm just controlling with the remote right. itself, and just the connection, and uh, I'm going to make basically the drone go up, and then like do different movements itself, just rotate, and then go up, go home. And something that while the drone is coming, is you see all the parameters, and again, as we said, you have here all the uh, commands that is uh, basically performing, the, the different uh, actions. And just one of the things I'm going to tell the drone, just go home. Go home. Yeah. So <laughs> it will perform that, and it just throw a lot of commands here. But you will see here, just to show you something familiar, the uh, go home, let's see what, scroll it. The go home command that will tell you uh, the drone to go back. So great tool. And again, this is just a sample of just this platform that is the DJI one. Again, keep in mind you can program different parts, uh, starting with a mobile app. I think it's great, and then starting expanding more. And of course, once you get all this data and you start realizing how this works, is starting to doing like image processing, starting to do video processing, video processing. like after. X flies. I want to do to know like my battery performance or something that uh, people in Microsoft is already working in is like what are your best algorithms for flying? Like I want to cover these fields there. First of all, geofencing. So I want to make sure that this is secure, and also like how do I make the drone mission path to be optimal so my battery lasts the maximums and I can get the right pictures that I want. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with figuring out like how fast to go, how much how much angle does your camera cover? Yeah, right. And that's different depending on that what is, drone you're on. Yeah, so, totally. And how much overlapping photo photos do you want if your if your your mission is to go to a you know four mile square area and take video or aerial photography of that thing of the yep. whole four miles? Then you have to plan for how wide is your camera, how much overlap. So when you stitch all that photos together at the end. You don't want to you want to be efficient about your battery totally. power. You don't want to overlap too much photos because then you have to fly more patterns around to get the entire space. And so you the, the we had we had a bunch of intern a couple yeah, interns that yeah, were actually we're working, working on a project that. that was trying to figure out how to optimize that. Yep. And we really honestly we with all this is once we started and we will go over uh, let's go back to to the presentation. Go to like these different scenarios. Our idea is to be showing you like how to do, as I said, virtual reality, optimizing and exploring and basically taking advantage of the cloud and all the technologies that uh, you can have here are definitely unlimited. And talking about that, when we think about like all the things that today uh, you have to do with the drone, I really, really like to think about uh, I, when we progress through these shows and videos, you feel that it doesn't matter really like what platform are you going to be using. It doesn't matter if it is one drone or if you have a, a scenario where you will have a network of drone that you need to manage. You will have the knowledge so you can interact with 
different SDKs or APIs, and you are able to manage from uh, automatic pilot, localization yeah. services, mission planning, manage FPV video, consuming F uh, data and telemetry, security, flood management, post-processing, post and I don't know exactly what we are going to <laughs> come out in like a couple of months because this is like growing. And, and honestly for us, like we're you know part of this show and what we're doing with our garage chapter is also asking you, like yeah, if you guys have feedback and want to tell us like what, what you're interested do. in and what things would be interesting to you, we'd love to hear from you. Totally. Like, or we'll we'll add some stuff to our blog of how you can get a hold of us and, yeah. and how to reach out to us because we want to know like what is what are people interested in and and we want to say we're going to take those ideas along with the yeah. de development the FPV racing the aerial photography and we're going to try to build shows around like how could you do that or yes. what are those ideas and where would you how do you further that as you go totally and something very important is. Uh, Really, really, this is about building a community, and uh, we not, are not only with the garage here in Seattle. We have Microsoft Garage has different locations, so uh, we want to have this community expanded and basically enable people to program, build, and be arts with the with the drones. So just going back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the opportunity that we see on this is like on the programming side, and if you start doing things about drone, a part of being so passionate as we are uh, is thinking about serious apps through uh, agriculture inspections, like so many things that you can do today in the commercial space. Uh, race gaming. We just like every time that we talk with one racer, it has like so many ideas about like artificial intelligence, visual uh, tracks and dynamic tracks, lasers, things that can be taken to the next level. And of course, there are a lot of cross management services here that you will have to consider security, flash management, networking, and that's all. So, with that, I'm going to say let's land. Yes. And uh, we will have a lot of things going on on this. Uh, and again, as Jacob mentioned, we hope you will like it and give us feedback on what you would uh, want to see. And next chapter is about building, right? Yeah, next, we're uh, going to do the building of the, the race drone that we yeah. have down here in a series of uh, shows. And we're going to start from scratch and show you how to build it up. And it's not, it's, it, and that one as well, like, don't, don't be fooled in the fence that, oh, you just build the race drone and there's yeah. nothing to do. You have to program it too. There's a programming <laughs> yeah. side of it, uh, or it doesn't funny. really fly well. So, <laughs> so we'll get into all of that as we build through the racing drone. It's yes, totally, cool. totally. Well, see you soon, and please fly safe. Fly safe.